supporting puppies. This is the Geek Confidential Podcast. Watching Inhumans episode, which is brought to you by Moe's inspiration, Dan's um, manipulation, and Mel's willingness to go along with it all. Moe Walker, welcome. Glad to be here. Dan Pierce, welcome. I resent the implication that I was at all manipulative. Come you're, on now. You're, you're the one who put a contingent on it. And if you hadn't been here because you were a little bit late beforehand, Mel was going to come for you. Melody Akles, welcome. I was going to come all the way for him. And I sit for him as well. So Texas hey, hey, and Missouri are pretty close. <laughs> Just saying. Before we dive in to the two-hour premiere on abc mo for for those who may not be familiar with the inhumans outside of the television show tell um just give us a brief rundown of who they are and the major characters that we end up seeing in the show sure so the inhumans are they are actually some classic marvel characters they were introduced in fantastic four number issue 44 they were created by the legendary stan lee and jack kirby so they have a very old pedigree the TV show focuses on the royal family. Those were the characters that were uh, mentioned in, that were introduced in the aforementioned Fantastic Four number 45, which include Black Bolt, his wife uh, Medusa, Karnak, Gordon, Triton, Crystal, Lockjaw, and Maximus. Now, Black Bolt is the king, the current king of the Inhumans. His he basically cannot when he speaks, he creates a deadly blast that can incinerate people, things, objects, whatever. His wife, who more or less acts as also as his translator, is Medusa. Medusa has her uh, hair that's alive, it's sentient hair that basically can grab things and throw things. And her sister, her younger sister, her name is Crystal. You didn't really see a whole lot of her powers in the show. She's an elemental, so she can basically freeze things and, and... uh, have set things on fire. Interesting fact about Crystal: she is Magneto's um, former sister, uh, uh, former daughter-in-law from the comics. She was married to Magneto's son Quicksilver. So, now her pet is the big slobbering pit bull, Lockjaw. A lot of people like Lockjaw. Lockjaw actually has his own comic. Has had his own comic over the years. Then there are the two cousins, Gorgon, who is the individual with the hooves. Okay, he is head of security. There is Karnak. Okay, now the thing about Karnak, they really didn't explain his power set uh, very well. So basically, Karnak's power set is that he can pinpoint the the weakness in objects and people. Okay, so that's actually his power. It's very confusing how he uses that in the show. Now the other one of the other Inhumans that was briefly shown in the two-hour pilot was Triton. He was more or less the mer person you saw at the opening sequence of the show. And then finally, Maximus, uh, Black Bolt's 
brother, okay, he is he he more or less is the one who's instigating the things that are going on in their uh, home of Adelan. He wants to take over. He's also jealous of Black Bolt and Medusa's relationship. This is a classic Cain and Abel struggle that has been uh, the plot of numerous Marvel comics over the decades. Okay. Or in my words, a knockoff Ramsey Bolton, basically, is what he seemed like on the television show. But let's dive into those. Mo, what were your first impressions of Inhumans? Well, overall, I think with regard to the relationship between Black Bolt and Medusa, I think they got that spot on. Um, that That's definitely a positive. I like the adversarial relationship between Maximus, which they very... They did a very good job of uh, threading that in there as well. I enjoyed seeing Lockjaw. I personally think Lockjaw's a cute character. But really, there was a, a lot of missteps with regard to the production of the show. Um, it was definitely a quality control issue. I think that they could have stepped it up a little bit. I, I was really disappointed um, in how some of the CGI was. But, you know, it, it was okay overall. I thought it was okay. Okay, Dan? I I found myself screaming why at the screen a lot. Um, the, like, the show itself, I I had a hard time getting into, and then it didn't take, it was until, like, the second half or the second episode, depending on how you watched it, um, that I really was like, all right, I sort of understand the character dynamics that are afoot. Um, and I can sort of kind of go along with it because the first half doesn't do the best job of setting things like you're just kind of dropped in and you don't necessarily know anything about these characters, any of their powers, what relationship they are to like the rest of the Marvel universe. I was very, very confused and I hadn't watched like agents of shield or anything like that. So I like, I was on even less of a, um, a, a, a point of like knowledge and stuff. Yeah, no, there, there were a lot of problems with this, but I'm going to leave the floor to Mel because after <laughs> she's done, I don't think there's going to be a floor. Mel. Mm-hmm. Dan manipulated you into doing oh, this. Oh, wow. I just asked if you would, and he made it so that you were the final word on it. And I was what? hoping she'd say no. What did you think of the two hour? series premiere or limited series premiere now of Inhumans. I thought that ladies and gentlemen, you should get out your trash bags because this was two hours of pure D garbage. Okay. Dan made a good point when he said it felt like we were dropped into this because that's how I felt two minutes into this. I was like, this does not feel like a pilot of the show. This feels like I came in in the middle of the season and I have no idea what's going on. And this is supposed to be the first episode. We have all these different characters and clearly they're all related somehow. And they have all these different powers, but I don't know what they do. I don't know what happens. I don't know what planet we're on. I don't know how it is in relation to Earth. I have no idea what's happening on this show. That was definitely my whole first hour going on. So immediately when I see Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones, I was like, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I watched you a whole lot on Game of Thrones, and I know that's a completely different show, but I already don't trust you. Lo and behold, I was right. So his character stages a coup. All right, cool. 
Um, everyone eventually is transported to Earth by Lockjaw, who apparently can't get his, his locations right. Yeah, no, he's a dog. So, you know, his intelligence only goes so far in whatever year this is set in, because I don't even know what year it's set in. I don't know if it's supposed to be set in 2017. Is it supposed to be set in 2,572? I don't know. It confuses me altogether. So, um, also, no bad show is complete without having a baby that doesn't know where she is. And that (laughs) baby... Who played the princess? Crystal. Who is Crystal. whoever is that the one that's in charge of Lockjaw? Is oh my Crystal. god. Yep. It's Crystal. That girl went to the William Shatner School of Acting and took Charity Raymo 101. Okay. I struggled <laughs> the whole time with her. Lockjaw. Lockjaw, go. And come right back. I'd be like, I wish you would go away with him and wish y'all would get lost somewhere in the space-time continuum and never come back because you are killing me, little girl. You are killing me. And she had to be in scenes with the actor who plays Ramsey Bolton, and I know he was mad. I know he was on set throwing. <laughs> I know he was because this don't make no sense. He was just sitting gone going, I used to be on Game of Thrones. Hmm. This is interesting now. I just, there was so much. And then also, the actress who plays Medusa, I thought she does a good job, but I wanted her to give me more when she had her hair. She would just stand there and let all her hair do the work. And I'm like, you can't give me like a, a hair flip. You can't do something else when you when when your hair is doing all the work. Like, come on, what are you doing? It was just, it was painful in all honesty. The whole show was painful. The actor who plays the king, is his name Black Ball? Black Bolt. I don't care. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever his name is, I don't give a damn. I mean, he's good looking. I think that was the whole purpose to excuse the fact that he can't speak, which we didn't find out until the second episode. So I had to watch a whole episode going, so does he just not speak at all? Is he mute? What, uh, how does this work? How do you rule a whole people? Okay, you can communicate by touching people and you have your own kind of sign language, but how does this work in the end? Because I'm confused. And then you find out that, you know, his voice has, you know, its own power, it destroys things. And then I got to thinking, okay, now wait a minute. So if his voice is the problem and he can't speak, there, there wasn't anybody on this whole planet that couldn't fashion anything to come up with to suppress that so he could still speak. So you mean to tell me that Professor X and the rest of them came up with something for Cyclops in like the 70s so that he could still see Thank and you. suppress his uh, whatever that shit is that shoots out of his eyes. I can't think right now that Mercury that shoots out of his eyes. But we, we couldn't come up with something for this king. He's the king. And we can't do the in 2017 in the year of our Lord. We, we couldn't come up with nothing. OK, that's fine. Sure. Let's go with this. I couldn't, y'all. I just could not. Okay, we're going to dive into this deeper. Before we get there, though, I'm going to just give uh, my quick take on it. It was bad. Um, it's I haven't decided which is worse, Iron Fist or Inhumans, but the showrunner was the same on both, so it's not really surprising to me that 
both of them were bad after seeing Iron Fist. I actually liked Black Bolt. Um, he, he, the way he was able to convey things was one of the bright spots for me. I actually thought that even though he didn't speak, he was able to convey a lot of emotion with Medusa. Outside of Medusa, it was really tough. But I thought that Anson Mount did a good job on that. The CGI was not great. The whole concept of them being on the moon and the cast system, I understand that the cast system exists, but, and this comes to another aspect of it, with the Terrigen Mists, so if you have the Terrigen Mists and they're giving people abilities, but you're unaf you're afraid to go to Earth, and they referenced it, and I wasn't quite sure, and Mo, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what was released on Earth in the Marvel Universe continuity, at least in the television continuity, that they were referring to was that on agents of shield yes they were referring to agents of shield okay so they uh, were not referring to marvel no they were referring well they were referring to what had happened in agents of shield i think if they'd had actually established a link a much more uh, direct link between inhumans and agents of shield that probably would have helped explain a lot of things especially like when this takes place Okay. And see, and that was for me just one of those things. It was like, okay, I realized that I watched during Ghost Rider on um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's never been my favorite. And so for me, if I was a new person coming into this series, I would be looking for much more establishment of certain things. And I thought that the the, ter the way that Terrigen Mist was done, since so much relies on it, was very weak. Um, yes. Crystal was the weakest of the weak links on Inhumans for me. Um, I actually, for a moment, thought that she had once played a Colby Chandler on All My Children and had to look it up, and she hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had to double-check on that, but that's sort of just my quick take. Um, Mo, from a storyline perspective, what stood out to you, both good and bad? Well, again, I go back to they really did a good job, I think, in, in my opinion, of more or less establishing that that critical relationship between Black Bolt, Medusa and Maximus. OK, um, where it falls down again by not establishing the link, what had happened previously in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. devoted essentially two to three seasons about all of the Inhumans or the individuals who had the the potential to be an inhuman um, on that show. I think by not, when this plays into like a CGI issue I had, which was when, when those two teenagers underwent the Terrigen Mist process, it was not like on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which actually spent some money on CGI. And so I think, again, people were like, People, it, it confused some people because I watched this with some people who don't understand the Inhumans, and I explained some things to them. And these individuals had seen Agents of Shield, so they were really confused about some things. But so it I, wouldn't I, have helped because, like, when you're saying this to me, my solution would be: is why do you not, like when they're talking like in there, Black Bolt talks about what is ha has happened on Earth. If they had done that in my mind, theoretically, in front of a screen that had cutscenes from Agents of Shield showing these other characters getting their powers quote unquote if the even if you were like doing a back like recreating stuff that never actually happened on the show but you had characters from the show in the clips that would make sense 
But if you're saying that it doesn't even make sense from an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. standpoint, well, then that's just fuckery. It, it honestly, they're not, con- well, they just didn't connect the two shows together, which Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has, has an inhuman as, as a regular cast member. It's, I think they really, really dropped the ball on this um, from a plot standpoint, and they did not do themselves any favors. Okay. Uh, what was the lowest point for you? Lowest point, I think they cutting off Medusa's hair so very early on, I think that was really a low point because that's clear in my mind, that means that they're just being cheap assholes. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you meant what you said. You said what you I meant. Mean, I lived. <laughs> I mean, oh, you, you, these are inhumans, they supposed to show their powers. Half their character, the background in human characters, you didn't even see any discernible, like, mutations, traits, or whatever. They just look like normal people you had in a scene from, as if you were in Game of Thrones walking through a crowd when, when Maximus was standing there. I mean, it literally could have been a scene of Game of Thrones where people are just standing in the crowd while their leader speaks to them. It it, it just looked, there were some parts that looked really shoddy. Well, Before... I have a question, oh, since go ahead. you know about uh, Inhumans a lot. So when they cut her hair, I know she can't use her power anymore, but does she get it back when it grows back, or is it gone? No, it grow. I mean, they've done storylines in which she has lost her hair before. I mean, it, it, it but I, I personally, I think that this was just shoddy. Essentially, the first episode, you know, they, the person loses their powers before we really even get to know them. <laughs> and I guess what I think, I think what Mel's asking is, is this a Samson and Delilah scenario in which the, her strength is based on her hair, therefore it's going to take forever for her to be at full strength? Or if she gets like a pixie cut, is she going to be able to like stab people with her sharp hair. I think it, it's going to take some a while before her, before she's able to get back to full strength. So probably by episode seven or episode eight, I expect she'll be back at full strength. Okay. I have two other questions just from like a purely semantic slash logic standpoint. The dog. <laughs> he yes. didn't he didn't start out as a human who went through the mist and transformed into a dog and i am like totally up front here i'm not familiar with the inhumans like as the royal family i realize that there are inhumans like kamala khan um in the comics and i'm familiar with those characters because i read some of like the champion series and that thing so i understand some basics about inhumans but i don't understand the mythology so my mm-hmm. two questions was were if we have an individual who is who obviously went through the mist and became a giant head in, that has his stomach turn into a portal. If that was once a human, is this dog? Was this dog once a human? No, it, it's always a dog. Okay, so this dog was just going along. The mist happened, and somehow he has genetic human stuff so that he could therefore be transformed like the humans. Yes. Okay, Dan. What were your highest and lowest points? Uh, it's so hard to pinpoint a high point. Like, you really have to think about it. I, I guess the uh, I guess Maximus was pretty okay. Like, as a, like a, a villain slash, like, misguided gray area kind of character. Um, he, he, he did fine, but... There were just so many low points, and Mel hit the nail on the head with Crystal because, holy cow, 
she's just bad. Uh, that like, and I was so distracted by her hair. I know they were trying to go with like the futuristic thing where like with the black highlight that was going horizontal across the side of her head. And I was just kind of like, I, I can't do that. That's uh, no, but it's um, in fashion. No, she looked but like I, she had a Pokemon ball on a back. <laughs> but that's the haircut she's been wearing since like she was created. I wish she wouldn't. I wish whoever did that wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, unless they don't have hair dye on the moon, which, judging by everyone else, they they probably do have hair dye because holy cow, and they don't even explain like any of like the like the facial tattoos or any of the marks or anything of note about things like I. It was so frustrating just trying to take people seriously in scenes when they have the the like the markings on their face and I don't I don't know the context of which they exist. Like if I understood that I wouldn't be like, "Oh wow, that's that that's really goofy looking." Um but I personally I'm just kind of like I, I I wasn't a fan of the dog the worst part for me, though, was in the opening sequence when Trident gets shot and thrown into the water. That was so poorly directed. I could, like, the way they shot that and the, there was like a a, a skip from when he was sh- actually shot to him falling into the water that it, it was so sloppily done. I couldn't believe it was actually on ABC. Like, it went through, like, countless levels of Disney, Marvel, just nobody said anything. James Gunn was probably involved in some capacity, from what I understand. Uh, nobody said anything. That that was totally fine with everyone. Like, I, I, it's just, it boggles my mind. And not only, Luke, on to your point where you couldn't decide which was worse i would say this is worse than uh iron fist because at least iron fist had a few characters that you can kind of root for and watch them grow and evolve they had uh ward meacham they had colleen wing you know you got to enjoy um madame gal that there were parts that while while the main character was bad the parts of the whole were not 100 percent terrible see and my my problem was with partially with maximus because it for me after having seen game of thrones him in game of thrones and how amazing he is in that Mm -hmm. i had not realized how dependent on the writing he was because the dialogue and writing in this show was shit and (laughs) and there he not even him who could do so well on game of thrones for me i you guys may have other opinions could salvage the atrocity that was the dialogue on this show i felt and i'm listen i love lots of shows on freeform i watch them i watch shadow hunters which is one of those things that i hate watch because i love those books so much and i sort of like a couple of the characters but it is just terrible 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 I felt like Inhumans was worse than some of the worst dialogue stuff that you can see on Freeform. And Freeform can have fantastic series, but this was the worst 
I, I couldn't agree more. And part of the problem that I was having is none of the characters had any facial, like, they couldn't convey emotions with their facial expressions. I, I like, no matter what, everyone was being stoic all of the time, no matter what was being said at them. And it was just so frustrating because I couldn't tell who I was supposed to root for in a scene or, like, what – because – even with Maximus's plan and the like, he's clearly killing people. But like, when it's just in like this planning sort of stage where he's just got a couple of philosophical differences, y- you really couldn't tell who you were supposed to root for because all of the characters had the same expressions and reacted the same to what the other characters were saying. It was mind-boggling that because. One thing that I've noticed in Marvel is like you're there are certain points where they're trying to introduce a story and paint like good and evil. And then later on, they kind of go into the gray area of like, is this really is this moral, immoral, whatnot? This was trying to paint from within where because they couldn't emote with any sort of facial expressions and stuff like that, it it everything was just falling flat. I felt like I was watching Passions again. I really did. I I was Shame. waiting. I was you, but there waiting. wasn't Timmy. There was no Timmy. Hey, Lockjaw hey. was Timmy. I would say yeah. I would say Lockjaw was the, was Timmy. Was the replacement. Uh, yeah, but at least oh, Timmy was charming. Timmy. Timmy was charming. Lockjaw was Timmy and I just oh so Mel on hmm? Rotten Tomatoes right now the critics have given Inhumans four percent as a rating that was generous the audience though has given it 53 <laughs> percent what are your highs and lows and what can you think that would be making it that high for some viewers um I, my highs, I was excited to see actors of color getting major roles in this. Uh, the one that's a satyr and the other one, I know him. I remember him from Rush Hour. I, I'm still not really sure. What Morgan his, and Karnak? Yeah, whoever. Um, I'm not really sure of uh, the one from Rush Hour. I don't really know what his power was. It, I'm confused. I, I don't understand, but I'm I'm happy for them. I That was nice to see. Um, the lows, can I just say the whole show or do I have to pick one or specifics are always wonderful. Okay. If I'm going to pick one, it has to be that baby who plays, I almost said Charity Rainbow, uh, that baby (laughs) who plays Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, she, she was downright awful every time I had to see her and they featured her a lot in the second episode and I was dying. It it was so, so bad. Um, Also the CGI, like I'm used to bad CGI on ABC because I watched a lot of once upon a time and I could let a lot of that go because most of the time on that show, the story was pretty solid. So I can let it go. But on here, the story's bad, the dialogue's bad, the acting is... Uh, so then you give me bad CGI on top of that, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Let's not. Let's not do this. Because this is bad. Bad, bad, bad. So here's a question. Since the Inhumans exist on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., since we have the Marvel um, TV um, universe... 
And because it, from all appearances, this show has been can or this series has been canceled before it started. Mo, is there any one character that you would like to see crossover either into the Agents of Shield universe or the Marvel universe? Or the the Netflix universe, pardon me. Uh I'm gonna have to pray on that. Okay. <laughs> Dan <I'm... laughs> Dan, did you see any character that might give you an inkling of hope if you would have it cross over onto the Netflix series? Felicity Smoke. Felicity Whoever... Smoke. Felicity Whoever... Smoke does not count. Well, the Felicity Smoke knockoff, then. Whoever that lady was with the glasses and mm -hmm. the, the, and, the ponytail. and the ponytail, I was like, I see what you're doing, Marvel. I don't find it amusing or cute at all. Come on now. That and, is just and a you Felicity Smoke And you like knockoff. Felicity Smoke, or you don't like Felicity Smoke, but you would rather her go to the Netflix series. Hey, okay. Listen, listen. I started Arrow liking Felicity Smoke. It was only when they decided to like shove the pairing down my throat. I was kind of like, I'm not, I'm not interested. Nope. Sorry. I like them as friends. Okay. Mel, is there any one character that you would like to see incorporated into either the Netflix or the agents of shield universe? Well, I mean, they're going to kill him, but I wouldn't mind Ramsey Bolton's character, whatever his name is, because that's the strongest point of the show. So, okay. Um, out of five, what do you give it, Mel? Point five stars. Okay. Uh, Dan? Negative the sun. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Um, how many out of five iron fists, how many do you give it, Mo? I'll be generous. I'll give it two. Yeah, I'm giving it one. It was that bad. Iron Fist, I think, was better because of the supporting cast that it had. There were a few bright spots. I, I actually like Black Bolt and Medusa, but for me, everything else failed, The and including Medusa's CGI and the wardrobes, which we have discussed hair and wardrobes a lot on podcasts that I've produced, but we, and we haven't even really gone into that too much. I only have one last question just because of the Terrigen mist issue. So Mo, did Gorgon have hooves before the Terrigen mist? No. Okay. So he, he's like, he was like the girl who got the wings. Yes. Okay. So, now that we've had that discussion, Mo, Star Trek Discovery premiered last week on CBS. It did well in the ratings, but if you want to continue watching it, you're going to have to watch it on CBS All Access. What did you think? I thought it was a fabulous, a phenomenal episode. I really wasn't, I didn't enjoy the opening sequence that much, but I understand why they needed it. I wish my only real issue with it is you don't get any sort of inkling of actually the, the ship, the discovery. Um, and I've actually seen the first two episodes within with the, the, those, those two episodes. But I think that this is the type of Star Trek show that we need right now. Really is a, it really delves heavily into the serialized format I think it really does a great job of establishing the relationship to the central uh, character, Michael, particularly her relationship to uh, Spock's 
father. I think that the other members of the of her initial ship, the Shinzu, are phenomenal, especially Michelle Yeoh, who plays the captain. The Klingons are very fierce. They don't look like the normal Klingons. I kind of was wondering where the hair was, whatnot. But, you know, the Klingons had... It was really funny when when there's a whole scene about what the Klingons were just trying to get their act together and how that they want to make the Klingons great again. And they really delve into the, the whole, the dynamic of the Klingons and their relationships between all the different, the 24 different Klingon houses. If you are a Star Trek fan, I think that this is worth your time. Now, how... You know, figuring out is it best for you to get CBS All Access now or you want to wait a little while, that's up to you. But I think this is a really good show for Star Trek fans who want something on television and not having to worry about waiting for a theatrical release. I'm looking forward to it. I didn't have a chance to check out the preview. I was actually working that evening and I forgot to DVR it. My thought is I'm going to give the app a try, but I'm probably going to wait until I have about six episodes that I can binge at once and then give a more well-rounded opinion. Are you are you actually going to continue with the CBS All Access app? Oh, I'm going to continue watching it, yes. Okay, okay. Fair enough. One of the things that I caught, finally caught up with, it came out a while ago, uh, but I hadn't had a chance to watch it. But as a child, in the rare ch- times when I was able to actually watch cartoons and watch television, DuckTales was one of my favorite things. And Scrooge McDuck was my hero. And so I hadn't had a chance to watch um, Duck t- the new DuckTales. Well, I've been giving a trial run to YouTube TV's streaming service, which is actually working out pretty darn slick. There's some hiccups, but it's working pretty darn slick. And so I was able to catch up on some. And it's a charming little rebirth, shall we say, um, of the series. I'm really enjoying it. I'll be checking out more. I had a lot of fun with it. I, If you were a DuckTales fan and haven't had a chance to watch it, I would encourage you to do so. There was a new Riverdale trailer that came out. Mel... What did you think? Oh, I loved it. I want to see more of where everyone is going. I mean, you see Jughead. He's got a job. It looks like as a waiter, but he's still troubled. Surprise, surprise. Um, We saw Archie's dad. You see that he's hooked up on the ventilator machine, and the whole squad comes to visit him because, you know, his dad got shot in the season finale, so I want to know where that goes. You see him calling his mom, Molly Ringwald. Hey, Molly Ringwald, girl, come back. Um. Um, so you know that she's going to show up at some point. Veronica's dad enters the picture as well. And you know he's some bad guy. So I can't wait to see where all that Mark goes. Mark Consuelos. Yes, hey, Mark Consuelos. So I'm Speaking I'm of all my for- children and Colby Chandler, he was who was once his sister-in-law. There yeah. you go. Background by Luke Kerr. Um, <laughs> no, I'm super excited to see where this season goes. The more the trailers come out, I did not see... Any Josie from Josie and the Pussycats in this trailer, but they promised me that there was going to be more of her, so hopefully they make nice on that promise. Dan, we got a bit more casting news this last week. Lindsay Gort is joining um, Titans in the recurring role of police detective Amy Rohrbach, who's yes. going to be a partner for Dick Grayson. What do you think of this? I think this can be pretty cool. I'm um, I'm looking forward to the series. I'll I'll probably check it out. I'm I've always been a big fan of uh, Alan 
or Alan Richson from his days as uh, Thad Castles on uh, Blue Mountain State uh, and the Blue Mountain State movie, uh, which was Blue Mountain State is awesome. If Reagan were here, um, yes, we could go on show forever. Show killer. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. She did not kill that show. <laughs> she did. She killed them all. I mean, like that that show was fantastic. The movie wasn't amazing, but it was just really good to see the characters again. Yes, I like, agree with you on that. Yeah, like they could have done more with with Shiloh and Radon and like just the various cameos because I feel like they didn't do enough. But that's neither here nor there. Um and not only that, but completely dropping the coach's wife. Holy cow. But Denise Richards probably wouldn't have signed on for that. Uh, so, but needless to say, so Titans, yes. Uh, I wasn't necessarily a watcher of Teen Titans. My only familiarity with Titans is aspects of Young Justice that are kind of left over. But I'm looking forward to giving it a shot and learning more and seeing if, um, if they can sustain, like, a television show outside of the CW. Because DC... DC is very heavily reliant right now on the whole CW, Warner Brothers, like all of this different stuff. And so I'm really, I'm interested to see how this goes and how long it can last. Before we start talking about movies, there's two things I want to talk about. First of all, uh, Dan, I know that you're a Rick and Morty fan, so I want to get your thoughts on the season thus far. But I have to go around and ask, are any of you guys fan of fans of the Underworld series? Of films? No. I, I've seen all of them, but like they don't make me go crazy, but I enjoy them. Okay. Mo, what about you? Same as Mel. I've seen I've seen all of them and I enjoy them, but um I wouldn't say I'm like a super fan. I love Underworld. I hate the prequel that they did, but I love Underworld and it was announced that uh, there is a franchise television um, series being developed. Len uh, Weissman announced that it's being developed by his sketch films and Sony Television. It's He said that the series will be a pretty big departure from the films. I don't want to say it's more adult, but it's definitely less comic book in its tone and character. Considering the graphic violence that's in Underworld, I'm like, how does it get more adult unless there's just a lot more sex? Because it's pretty graphic and adult. Otherwise, maybe it's just not going to be quite as stylized. That was the only thing that I could think of. Would you guys watch an Underworld TV series? I would give it a chance. I wonder if maybe they looked at the show, like shows like True Blood and decided they're going to like kind of ape their style well, in I terms was... of the violence and so forth. And I was sort sort of wondering if they like if they might try and pull off an American Gods because I was like. Well, if you took if you kept the action, it would be more more action than American Gods has. But American Gods is stylized without being comic bookish. So I was like, maybe it will have sort of an American Gods tone. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. I would totally be there to give it a chance. Mel, if you would you give it a chance? Uh, depends on who's in it and what the premise of the story is. I hope they would just follow, you know, what happened in the movies. But it just. It depends on that, but I wouldn't be totally against it. It does worry me when he says it's a pretty big departure, but considering yeah. it's the creator of the franchise talking about it, you, if you enjoy the franchise, you sort of have to trust that they have a vision to make it work. 
Maybe it could be um, the daughter who we saw at the end of the last film. Maybe that could work. I don't know. Dan, Rick and Morty. Yes. This is a series that I hear so much about, and yet I have not been able to convince myself to watch. But the season finale is tonight, Sunday night. How has the season been so, so far? They've definitely went there this season. They really have tried to kind of... Uh, expand the emotional universe outside of the family dynamic with the core characters. Um, One of the big storylines that was going on is uh, Rick and Summer's parents, Beth and Jerry, uh, got a divorce. Um, The first two seasons, they spend kind of arguing with each other and then eventually making up. Well, they eventually were like, no, uh, we, we need to go our separate ways. So Jerry has been a little less present, but at the same time, uh, the voice actor, Chris Parnell has been, um, pretty preoccupied between Archer and he's also got a main role on the blackish spinoff, uh, going on freeform. Um, Oh, uh, the Justin Roiland, the, the, one of the co-creators with Dan Harmon and the voice of Rick and Morty have definitely gone above and beyond in terms of uh, diving into uh, the expanded universe. They went back to, so they're, the whole thing with Rick and Morty is there are an infinite amount of Ricks, infinite amount of Mortys and an infinite amount of possibility universes. So because that's the, not confusing at all. Yeah, no kidding. So there's like, a lot of the Ricks and Mortys got together and during season one, it was established that they created this place called the Citadel of Ricks, which is kind of like a Rick government, but the, uh, the Rick for our show doesn't like government whatsoever. So he's super anti the Citadel. Well, we got a chance to visit uh, the season premiere had them destroying the Citadel by also demolishing the um, the international government in the universe that we were in. No, not international, intergalactic government that we were in. So um, he killed two birds with one stone, essentially, but not all of the Ricks died. So they kind of went and formed their, uh, like they were building a new city, essentially. And they went through a dem- uh, democratic process and stuff like that. And you got to see like, the ins and outs of that, which was super fascinating. Uh, Getting to see Morty really own like his experiences by like displaying like knowledge and just the amount of experiences that he's had is, has made him go from the scared little boy that we knew in episode one of season one to kind of a jaded person that he is now where he's kind of like, yeah, I know how to dismantle this bomb because every time you get drunk, you decide to blow something up. So I have to kind of stop you. Um, so it's it's really interesting. They write Summer really well. Uh, Beth just got a focus episode where she realizes how much alike she is to her dad, which is kind of cool. Um, it, it's a really well-developed show that I highly encourage everyone to check out. It's got a lot of science. It's got a lot of emotions. Obviously, you don't want to necessarily identify with Rick in terms of like, hey, I, I want to be just like that guy. But it's more of like, hey, so uh, some of the 
the things going on here are uh, tropes that we see in the world that we d- really don't want to uh, emulate ever. So it, it's really interesting. Highly encourage you guys to check it out. It's been a lot of fun this season. That being said, the season's only 10 episodes long, and Dan Harmon has promised that because of the wait in between seasons, because it takes two years for another season to come out. So, it, yeah, I'm going to have to be waiting until 2019. Uh, but they promise there's going to be more episodes in the next season. I think they're going up to 14, I believe. I could be wrong. Um, but it, I highly encourage you to check it out. It's a lot of fun. And it's never not funny. Okay. Like the, some, some of the jokes don't necessarily land. But when those don't land, another one is followed up that is going gonna, is, is gonna to make you laugh. Mo, have you watched Rick and Morty? I've seen a few episodes sporadically. It's it's not really I don't know, I could never really get into the show, but I have a lot of friends who who watch and I've heard about like a Rick and Morty drinking game every time they kill somebody. Something is that a thing? Yes. Yeah, no, that's totally a thing. They don't have a lot of like there's not a lot of boundaries when it comes to Rick just kind of killing things because they annoy him or they're in his way. I have a friend who got a pickle in the jar tattoo. They're such a Rick and Morty fan. Oh, I don't wow. even I don't even know what that means, but apparently it's something. Yeah, uh, the third episode, uh, Rick turned himself into a pickle in order to avoid family therapy after the divorce. Okay, um, now <laughs> I know what it's like for Jamie when I start talking geek stuff. Um, <laughs> Dan, uh, before we move to some movie topics, you admitted before the podcast that you had a chance to watch the first three episodes of Game of Thrones during a Hulu preview event. Was it enough for you to make you want to watch the rest of the series? Oh, don't get me wrong. I've always wanted to watch the rest of the series. It's never been feasible. That like it, it's a feasibility issue above anything else. Like, I I'm just not in a position where I can get HBO at this moment. That being said, the show is fantastic, and it was really interesting for me to go from the first up ep- the first couple episodes of Game of Thrones, where like Maisie Williams's character is sort of like a little girl, kind of giving a little bit of background exposition, and people are telling her to shush. Uh, in scenes, but it totally establishes these scenes. And then I go to Inhumans like the next minute and I'm wishing someone would give me a little bit of background because I'm totally lost. The, the show is gorgeously shot. The actors are fantastic. The writing is incredible. And it's, the whole thing is very compelling. Uh, I got to watch those three episodes. I got to watch the first two episodes of Westworld, which it takes a while for that to develop, but by the second episode, you're starting to see the the things things form around there, uh, and that, also the first episode of Ballers. I loved every second of Ballers that. Ballers is um, fun. Ballers I'm, is really good. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I'm I really loved that. I would totally watch all of these shows. Um, it's just a feasibility issue. So, but I I have like. At some point, I'm going to get a, like a, a season DVD at a time and just kind of slowly go through it as much as possible. 
because Do you have a favorite character based on the three episodes. Um, I, I, I kind of liked Khaleesi. Is that bad? I would know. Like, I was about that to depends say on the who only you are. correct answer here is Khaleesi. So yes. Well, like I, the first episode, she was kind of like abused and like taken advantage of and like just a lot of violence committed against her. And I was super uncomfortable, but like, uh, like by the second or third episode, she sort of like owns being in this position of power. So I'm really digging that. Um, I, I like Jon Snow, but the, it, it, it's kind of a lot of him just staring blankly out into the distance at the moment Expect six, uh, seasons, seven seasons. I was about of to that. say, welcome to Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm really, I'm really not a fan of, um, oh, what's her name? The 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 brother and sisters, Cersei uh, and, Jam- and Jamie, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. no, I don't like them. That's a whole different show. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. They're Cersei. similar, Luke. That that's the... true. That's true. Maybe that's why it sort of came out that way. Um, jammies. Mel, oh. as we before we wrap this show up, I wanted to go back to something we discussed a few episodes ago. We talked about uh, the Joker's movies, and we didn't quite know what was going on because there was talk about trying to get Leonardo DiCaprio to play a Joker and how they were going to be doing a, an origin story for Joker. And meanwhile, Jared Leto was like, I don't know what's going on. Well, we got a little bit more clarification. A patient, apparently what they're going to do is they're, they're going to continue with films like Wonder Woman, which may have a connection to the um, DC Cinematic Universe, um, but may not be quote unquote Justice League movies. So they're going to continue with those, but apparently they're also developing a new label, which is going to allow for standalone um, films. In an interview, DC Entertainment President Diane Nelson and Chief of Creative Officer Jeff Johns said that standalone films like The Joker are very much part of their plan moving forward, but they will be there under their own label, which will be officially announced soonish. In my mind, when I hear this, I'm thinking, okay, Fox has the X-Men, but then we're getting these standalone films like Logan and Deadpool. We're getting these standalone franchises. Is that what you would like to see done with characters in the DC Cinematic Universe, or would you prefer that they all be under one umbrella like Marvel is doing with its Avengers universe? I, I wouldn't mind, you know, standalone character movies. I don't have a problem with that. It's just which characters they choose. Like, I don't want another Joker movie. We don't need that. I'm done. Like, let's pick someone else and go with that. Like, I li- I love the Wonder Woman movie because it's about time she gets her due. Like, characters like that why not i don't have a problem with them doing that you know have an individual movie here an individual movie there then do a big umbrella movie i don't i don't see any problem with that i mean marvel did that there's thor there's iron man i mean why not go for it but in terms of like a logan film that is sort of somewhat independent you're not up for that really um it depends on I mean, how well it's executed, because I loved the Logan movie, loved it. The Wolverine movie, 
So, yeah. you know, it just kind of it kind of depends on if you have the right story and the right actors and the right chemistry and all of those things. I just want it to be done well. I mean, anything that's done well, I'm always about. I think it that it just depends on how everything comes together of whether it should be a yes, let's go for it. And let's dig deep into this, you know, singular character or we should just make it all together. Mo, it's often been said that Marvel can nails it on with the films but does terrible on the television and that warner does great with the television shows but doesn't do so hot on in the film universe i mean if you look at what they've tried to do a lot of times dc films outside of the dark knight and wonder woman aren't that critically acclaimed and they may do okay financially but they're not the things that really draw passion from fans the same way their television shows do. Do you like the idea of them having a different label for independent films, or would you prefer that they try and keep it all under one umbrella and just go for it? I, I don't have a problem with the different labels. I just want them to produce good films. DC has a wealth of characters who don't fit into the Justice League universe, uh, they tangentially fit in there. There's just just explore those characters, explore the Justice League characters. Just make a good film first and foremost. Let as Mel said, the story is what matters first and foremost. I just can't I just can't uh, express that um, any better than that. Dan, what would you like to see? Um, personally, I would just like to see like I'm kind of on the same page as Mel and Mo. I just want to see a good movie. I feel like they spend so much time trying to think up ideas of what people would like rather than spending the time on making good movies, like well-produced, well-written, well-directed movies. Like you could make like you can take like a character that people sort of know like I don't, like Wonder Woman for example. I didn't necessarily know a lot about Wonder Woman, but it was well acted, well written, well produced, and well directed, and it worked out, and people liked that. Do that. Take or that like model. Like what Avengers Avengers started with Iron Man, who was a lesser known character at that time, but now he's like one of the most noted in amongst the masses. Yeah, but at the same time, Iron Man was a very like is a very self-contained film. Uh, they weren't. It just it didn't seem like they were trying to create this ginormous universe. Like so many of these uh, franchises and different properties and stuff want to set things up for future films. Maybe if you're like having this much trouble getting a universe off the ground and it's been this many films, maybe just focus on making one good film. And then if you have time, like put in the seeds in like the post credit scene or something like that, where it's close enough to the main, like the, the film that you created, that's very self-contained. It's good. It's well-written acted, directed, whatever. Um, but it like it sets something up a little bit for later doesn't like the whole story isn't riding on it like and that's okay. that's part of the problem is all of these stories are riding on future films it, trying to build to something bigger and bigger we saw that in the mummy it it, it, it flopped it was terrible it like nobody watched it. It, it i mean there's probably a lot of other reasons but still 
it's just unfortunate that they're not looking at they're not looking at getting better quality as so much as creating more quantity. On that note, we would encourage you to comment on this episode at geekconfidential.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash gkconfidential. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gkconfidential. You can find me on Twitter at Luke underscore Kerr. Melody is at Melody Eagles. Mo is Dr. Mo 77 on Twitter. And Dan is Real Dan Pierce. We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye, y'all.